Hello! Hello and welcome to Reality Roots Podcast with me, your host, Hillary. Wow, 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 I feel like a brand new woman. I'm... you can't see it, but everything is completely different <laughs> for me. All my <laughs> hobnobbing around my own house trying to find a quiet place like the movie. Oh gosh, I'm sorry. I have water this time. It's going to be better for my voice. I'm I'm going to try to keep it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Of course, with the new settings comes new apologies. So apologies in advance for all the crimes I will commit. Sorry if it sounds like shit. I really hope this works. I'm going to try to do it all in one shot. Um, I hope it's okay. <laughs> Uh, usually, I, anyway, usually I have to do it all in little, like, segments and then chop it together. I'm sure you can tell, <laughs> but, uh, we're gonna try to do this in one shot. It's scary. I'm scared to, like, trust it. Oh, you guys are either about to hear groundbreaking podcasting for me, or you're never gonna hear this, <laughs> and I'll be very mad when I'm actually recording this. But for now, here we are, and for whatever reason, no idea why, I've chosen another episode of Ricky Lake. It's It hasn't been a long time, but here we are. Uh, it's telling my girlfriend I'm gay. Kind of a misleading title. I should have probably picked a different one after I sort of figured that out, which was fair, well... I kept thinking maybe it was coming, but obviously it wasn't. I thought somebody was going to come out to their girlfriend on TV. But that is not what happened. This was all cases of people, sorry, it was almost all people, cases of people who had previously told their girlfriends that they are gay. And then they were here with their girlfriends. So, oh, there's one exception. Ooh, that's the best part, but we'll save that for later. So here we are. Like I said, I have no idea why I picked it. It would have made a good Pride episode, probably. That would have been smart. Or, yeah, I'm sure that I did Ricky, I don't know, not two episodes ago. So my bad. That's my error. Sorry, guys. I didn't mean to do that, but here we are. And it is what it is. I will never go back. I promise I'll get back to, like, Sally. I feel like I haven't done Sally in a while, right? We got to visit Sally soon. But today's Ricky's day. We have the original Ricky intro, earlier one. She says, imagine, blah, 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 blah. Imagine you found the perfect guy. Then you found out he was gay. Oh, Ricky's in, and sorry, why does that for Ricky's voice? She's very, like, cute. She's in her cute, little cute face. Ricky's. She's in, like, an oversized blazer, like a chocolate brown color. She's got it over a red blouse. Looks fine. Looks fine. She looks cute. First up, Mark and Deborah. Mark looks kind of like... At first, I was like, oh, wow, David Bowie. Mark is David Bowie up there. But no, I don't think it is... I think he was just stuck. I think he went to the hair salon and he was like, I want to look like David Bowie. And then maybe also a plastic surgeon. And I was like, no, I want to look like David Bowie. <laughs> he, looked, he looked like he was kind of going for that look, maybe more than it was like a natural look. He had this like deep side part. I mean, it was the style, I'm sure too. Like a denim button up shirt. He was very handsome, very fit. He had a very like chiseled face. Deborah isn't a Deb at all. She's out here masquerading. As a Deborah, it's bullshit. She's a Heather. She's a total Heather in every way. She has her full Heather sleeveless outfit. Uh, it's like the top and bottom that like matches with buttons. <laughs> and uh, champagne. It's sorry, it's a champagne color. She's beautiful. She has that like mermaid hair. <laughs> Doesn't really have a part. It's just like whatever. <laughs> she looks really pretty. She's got nice nails. She's not a Deborah. No, I know a Deborah. This is a Heather. So fake Deborah and Mark. Apparently they met during college. It started off platonic. They say they were just friends. He was like pursuing her pretty aggressively. I guess about their wedding. Uh, so he says. 
kind of. But then when he talks about it, I was like, I don't think that's what it is. It's more of like, I think it's like the events planning of it all. Like he's like, oh, um, no, I was I was aggressively talking about like planning it and like who would be there and what it would look like. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I believe that. Uh, it tracked. Uh, I don't know. Deb looked at him like a brother, I guess. I don't know. It sounds like kind of Deb couldn't make up her mind because he was really good on paper and perfect on paper, but then she said there was like no chemistry like it was it was all everything except for the chemistry aspect so she was kind of like well is it worth it to you know have a would probably have a great life like they even kind of say I think it's later but they say they're like a they were like a hot couple like they're very good looking both of them uh so yeah and they and he's nice and he liked her and she was like I don't I don't know like is it yeah, I don't know. I think that happens a lot of times. Um, is it worth it to have kind of a perfect life with someone that you have no, like, physical attraction to at all? Or is it better to kind of, I don't know, try to find your soulmate, I guess, if you feel like that's part of a soulmate? Hmm, these are the questions. Ask the scientist. Leave that one for the scientists. That's what we say. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the blah, 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 they met during college. She was like, maybe, maybe we could, I don't know. And then I guess she found out he was gay. So she was like, well, I guess I don't have to, <laughs> I don't have to worry about that anymore. Uh, Ricky asked how, how Mark found out he was gay. thought that was a weird way to put it. They were on vacation. So Mark and Heather, Deborah, Heather fake Deborah. We're on vacation, and there was another guy there that kind of marked, like, they, they sparked. There were some sparks. And this guy also had a girlfriend, so they went on a double date. And this is why, <laughs> this is where they're like, ooh, we felt like we were, like, glamour couples. <laughs> and then later on, after, I guess, their double date, fake Deb commented, oh, he's really hot. And Mark was like, I don't know, acting disinterested. I don't know. I think he was being kind of weird about it. It sounded like, well, I don't know. That That's the story we get for when he first found out he was gay, I guess, was the spark with this guy. Ricky says she really wants to know. Did Mark know he was gay when he was pursuing fake Deb? Mark says no, that there was villains there, but he really loved Deborah and he wanted her and he wore her down. Uh, we find out, I think this is pretty typical, I feel like especially, it sounds like she really did know him well. So when Mark came out to uh, Heather Deborah, she said she wasn't surprised, like she didn't suspect it, but she wasn't surprised, where I was like, oh yeah, I've been, I've literally been there, where you're like, oh, oh yeah, okay, yep, got it. Like, it's, it's, it's a, you're like, oh, I hadn't considered that, but... Yeah, now that you say it, yep, that, that, yep, that makes sense. Someone in the audience, they look very, mm, I want to say non-binary. I don't know if that's exactly the word that I want to use, because it is definitely in the 90s. They look very, oh, my, what's the word? Mm, see, I'm doing all this in one take, so you can hear all these shitty parts. Um, do you like this? <laughs> this is good. Um, they look... Mm, okay, well, let's skip it. They looked non-binary. They had this, like, weird frosted tip kind of afro with, like, a, a t-shirt that said Beauty Shop USA Tour. And they had buck teeth. And kind of like Dahmerish glasses. They said, okay, Deb had a problem sexually with Mark. How did Mark feel sexually about Deborah? Good question. Mark explains, he says he was, okay, what he says was that he was very sexually motivated by her. And then he turns and he's like, I mean, remember when I used to tuck you into bed in the dorm? <laughs> and I was like, it doesn't really sounds 
sexual. Like, maybe. Did you kiss? I mean, if you guys were in college, I feel like things could have gone a lot farther. I don't know. Mm, tuck you into bed. Maybe. Maybe it's code. Maybe I'm just not savvy. Deb says that she felt it was more about how it made him look to other guys. And Ricky thinks she's like, oh, like more attractive. Like, uh, Mark, did you think it made you look more attractive to other guys if they could see you taking good care of a woman? And Mark explains that, no, it was just the culture. It was like the culture of his crew that he was running with at the time, that they like all had girlfriends and that's what they did. An audience member in like a real 90s windbreaker, it was like purple, green, and white, (laughs) different parts. Uh, They ask, is that the, they want to know if that's the first guy that he's been with, the guy, the glamour couple in Florida or whatever, if that's the first guy that he'd been with, and how many guys has he been with since? Mark is like, oh shit, wow. Okay. (laughs) Um, Ricky's like, okay, maybe it's a bit personal. (laughs) Um, They're like, okay, okay, but like, how many sexual encounters had you had with a guy before that trip? And Mark says again, none. But this is the first person he dealt with, quote, in that situation. Ricky comes in. Sometimes I think Ricky sounds, Ricky has the bad maybe, or the ill-favored position of being host, where she has to at least seem like she takes both sides, or like she's um, nonpartisan, I guess. And it, I, I think it's a bummer, because sometimes she asks these questions where I'm like, Ricky, no. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, she kind of probably has to, like, ask, she has to ask the questions. That's her job. We'll give her a pass on this one, maybe. She says, a lot of people don't believe in bisexuality. She wants to know if Mark does. Mark explains, which is like, wow. Maybe I saw, I feel like this, mm, <laughs> it felt like it was, it could be taken out of this time and applied anytime. It was such a great explanation. I was happy that she had it. They probably set it up. Maybe that's why she had to ask that shitty question, but he explains very eloquently, Mark does, that he believes there's like a scale or a spectrum. And he says, if being gay is a 10 and straight is a one, it's like, that's a good ruler, make the 10 the best one gay. <laughs> like that for Mark. Um, so he feels like he's like a seven. Um, but everyone, he says everyone's looked at someone of their own sex. Like he's talking about like being like a one, right? And he's like, okay, like, You could be a one or a two. Maybe you look at someone of your same gender and you admire them. And that's kind of gay. Like, even if you're not going to act on it, that's a bit gay, right? It's a a distraction to someone of your own sex. Heather Deb disagrees. Uh, She says that she'll, she's, (laughs) for her, they must go out, I guess, but she says, um, she says she'll comment on a woman's appearance and Marco will be like, hmm, kind of gay. <laughs> Actually, what he said, the word that keeps coming up is gay tendencies, which I didn't really like. But anyway, he'll be like, hmm, it's kind of gay. You think she's hot? <laughs> and she's like, no, it's like different. Like, I'm not trying to bang her. And Mark's like, yeah, but it's just about like the degree to which those feelings go. Again, well said, Mark. Ricky asks Mark, Ricky asks Mark, slash, she says he's had many relationships with women, but the relationship he's in now with a guy is the most intense relationship he's ever had. Ricky kind of susses all that out of him. An audience person with a very pretty face, but a terrible haircut and no makeup in a hideous oversized patterned graphic vest that I couldn't understand. Uh, he, they wanted, they, (laughs) it was a girl, um, how early did you know you were gay? I feel like we just keep asking the same question. He said he was, no, but now he says he's kind of aware going to college. And then Heather Deb says, or she tells us about this time, maybe like a year and a half before the Florida trip that he came to her quite upset and she really didn't understand why until like years later. 
But I guess at that point, Mark said he was having fill-ins for a guy. Um, but they're this. Okay, I also kind of believe this, but he. Well, I didn't kind of believe it. I believed it. <laughs> he said that he's from the Midwest, and you're not supposed to be gay at this time in the Midwest, and it's a lot easier to be straight than gay, and just pretend it's not happening. So. At the time, I guess he was just like, oh, I feel so close to this guy and I don't want to be gay. And Deb was like, no, like, it's it's fine to be close to your friends. Like, I have friends that I'm close to. It doesn't make you gay. But she says that was the onset, onset, I feel like I always say onset, onset of her thinking maybe he has, again, quote, gay tendencies. We have a commercial outro fact that really lacks the pizzazz of the ones later seasons. <laughs> I feel like later seasons have like better graphic. They have like a graphic maybe behind it, some jazzy music. So it's just kind of like a, a blue screen <laughs> with some text for us as we go to commercial. 5%. It, they weren't even facts. They were just pulled the audience. <laughs> so 5% of our studio audience found out someone they were dating was gay. Next up. Alan and Kathy. Alan isn't as handsome as Marcus. I didn't think he was that. He, he was an Alan. He was an Alan level of hot. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I do feel like I know some hot Alans. Um, <laughs> I mean, anyway, <laughs> Alan, he's not as handsome as Mark. Uh, he's just a different kind of handsome, I guess. For me, it's a different kind of handsome. He has awful 90s. It's like half a mushroom haircut, half a mushroom cut, and like a really ugly black kind of cowboy-esque shirt. He, it's a handsome face. Look at it. It's just not for me. Kathy has a 90s dress in a 90s teeny floral but all over print <laughs> and her hair is it's like half up. I thought it was a scrunchie but it's actually a giant shiny barrette holding all that up back. Alan already knew he was gay when he started dating Kathy. It's Kathy with an I by the way. Kathy with an, a K and an I. Kathy. Everyone's very shocked by this revelation. Not, not that it's Kathy with a K and an I, but rather that he was aware that he was gay when he started dating Kathy. You know what he looks like? Alan looks like, he kind of looks like a version of the dad from Modern Family. Not the old one, not the gay ones. Phil, like Phil from Modern Family. He kind of looks like that kind of handsome uh is it is it fair to pursue her if he knew he was gay we we need to know ricky's here to ask these questions alan said he knew he was gay from elementary school uh but when he got to high school he wanted to be popular <laughs> he needed a beard to stop all the rumors that he thought were going around about him did he think of Kathy? Yes and no, but it was a small town, and I thought, I'm out of here for senior year, and that's that. And as someone from a small town who moved away and said, that's that, that was that. <laughs> so I understood that reasoning. Maybe it wasn't fair to Kathy. Ricky, Ricky asks about prom. We kind of get, like, kind of a his and hers version. So Kathy's like, it was fine. Whatever, it was prom. It was it was promised. And then after dinner, as we were driving, we were driving past the house and he honked. Like and I and she thought that was weird. And then he was like, Well, it's a friend, or like, I don't know, he was really weird about it. Turns out after the fact she finds out it was someone he was dating. But there's more to the story. Ricky, first of all, <laughs> She kind of jumps to conclusions. She accuses Alan of ditching. She's like, you ditched Kathy at the prom for this guy you were honking at? And he's like, "He, I did not. <laughs> I did not. He's like, I brought her home by like one. And Kathy's like 11. It was 11. I was home by 11 on my prom night. <laughs> and Alan's like, was it 11? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was one. But he dropped her off like a gentleman. He was like, oh, I feel kind of sick. 
uh, I don't feel good. Like, I don't want to ruin your night. I just, like, drop you off. Dropped her off by 11. She thought it was one. Maybe he misread the clock. And then he hopped on over to that guy's house when he honked at. And, uh, which he said was his boyfriend at the time. Ricky, this is, I don't know if Kathy didn't understand. I guess she meant, like, at the time. But Ricky's like, did that make you mad? And Kathy's like, well, no, because he was actually in the hospital, like, just before that. Okay. It's <laughs> like, okay. All right. I don't really see. Okay, so you weren't, because it was a plausible lie? You weren't mad? Or you felt bad for him because he was in the hospital? Hmm. <laughs> Unclear. A giant, very tall, very tall audience member asks Alan why he didn't just not date. Did you consider not dating? Like, did you have to hurt her feelings? And again, Alan kind of did say this already, but it was a small town. He was in high school. He was super paranoid. He was a teenager. He thought there was all these rumors about him, and he wanted to stop the fake rumors. Uh, Ricky, like, kind of pushes about misleading Kathy. He did mislead her. I mean, that is true. It's nice of her that she's not. I think she's just like, I don't care if it was in high school. <laughs> Why would I care about this? Uh, so I think that's it. it. It probably wasn't really fair, though. I mean, a lot of people do shitty things in high school. Gay and straight. Alan clarifies that he actually didn't have any sexual relationship with Kathy. I still think he misled her, but, he, but I think maybe he would agree, probably, if we pushed him. But he was like, at least I didn't make it, like, I didn't take it to that level, so it didn't make it, like, extra complicated or weird. This is also, this probably also goes into why Kathy's, Kathy with an eye is so uh, agreeable or, like, ready to move past this quickly. An audience member in an ugly white turtleneck under an uglier white knit slash ribbed sweater with horrible Josie Grossy hair. <laughs> she looks like Josie Grossy. <laughs> she looks exactly like Josie Grossy. It's unfortunate. Big glasses. Terrible, like, before Sandra Bullock and Miss Congeniality gets the makeover... She was giving me that, too. It was very that. Just the way her hair was. Anyway, not her fault. I mean, I mean, she is in control, I guess, to some extent of how she presents herself. Anyway, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to shit on her as a person. I'm just saying that her outfit was terrible. Now here pivot she's bisexual she says and she says she's dated guys girls straight gay whatever it's not a big deal everyone's a human being it really doesn't matter like who's what at the end of the day uh mark is looking very disappointed sorry i have to adjust something um Mark is looking very disappointed in the fashion level of his allies. Like, his face is very bland in a way where you feel like he's like, I appreciate the support. I wish it was coming from a better wrapped package. That's all. Um, there's another guy in the audience who looks like he might also be dating Mark. So it surprised me that we didn't talk to him. I would have liked to hear him talk because I mean especially in the 90s I don't know I, I know that's kind of shitty to say I'm just saying it was the 90s and he was he was really he, he was really dressed like something so I don't know I just I don't know whatever it surprised me we didn't get to hear from him I would have liked to hear from him our next commercial blue screen fact, <laughs> no pomp and circumstance really, 61% of our audience said they would be angry if someone they dated lied about being gay. Deborah clarifies that she only found out after they were dating. <laughs> like, I just want to reiterate, like, I, we were dating, like, I was, like, considering building a future with him. I wasn't, like, super settled on it. Ricky's like, why would you settle for that like that? And Mark kind of tongue-in-cheek is like, I mean, it's not really settling, Ricky. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Mark. 
for that one line. Uh, Heather says, well, because they're a good match in every way, just not sexually. Sex isn't the main thing, but it is important. That is true. Ricky's like, that's great. Okay, next. <laughs> she just moves on. Moves on. Now Sandor is here. Sandor. 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 He had a gay experience in San Francisco that changed his life forever. And his ex-girlfriend Carrie was supposed to be here, but she backed out at the last minute. Sandor and Carrie met in college. They were both in gymnastics. They were a perfect match. It, quote, cultivated, cultivated, I think culminated, no, it cultivated into an intimate relationship. It was a great relationship for a while. It should have been perfect. Just that one little thing inside. He was gay. He'd always suspected maybe from a young age. He says, I'd had maybe homoerotic feelings, but never acted upon it. Growing up in the Midwest, being an athlete, it's easier to be straight. I'm not trying to, like, sorry. Sandor also deserves his moment. It's just that he's third. And it's 2024 now, so I feel like I understand that it's really hard to be out in the 90s as a gay person. We all know that. Ricky says that Sandor says that his sex life with his ex-girlfriend was actually great. So then what was missing? And there's this, like weird pause and then she's like well <laughs> besides the obvious <laughs> big fake laugh sandor said the need need for peeing developed later in his life <laughs> he's banged lots of women it's great but for him it's a deeper level of excitement of eroticism in being with men the male physique the male body the male anatomy an audience who He's a teenager, and his voice dropped maybe an hour ago. <laughs> He's wearing a black Adidas tracksuit with white stripes. He wants to know if they were born gay or if it's a choice. And I was like, are you, the way he asked, I was like, are you asking for you? Like, are you, why? <laughs> Is it for a friend or, hmm, I feel like it's for you. Sandor, he says it's not a choice. But that he also thinks it's a continuum, because it is. Ricky says, well, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> like, I feel like it's pretty well established, but okay. Alan says that he, whoa, sorry. <laughs> I think I channeled that teen for a second. Oh my gosh, sorry. Alan also says he didn't choose to be gay, but it takes a long time to figure out that part of yourself. What's lurking behind that door, he says. Ricky asks Sandor if he's dating anyone now. He says, well, yeah, I am actually a very attractive guy from L.A. And obviously I'm set up because Ricky's like, oh, is this hunk in the vicinity? Oh, my God, it's Alan. And they both wore black for the occasion. Alan switches seats at Kathy, at Kathy, at Ricky's invitation he switches seats with Kathy so that him and Sandor can, like, touch each other while they're just sitting there on stage. <laughs> totally normal. Our commercial fact for our next commercial blue screen, or pre-commercial blue screen, 51% of our studio audience would feel inadequate if dumped by their gay partner. <laughs> okay. Next up, John and Rachel. They dated for four years before she found out. Zach, John, Zach, John is Zach from Love is Blind with a bit of a Ron Howard type face. It's like the way he moves his mouth and his face was more remarkable than his actual face. <laughs> I'm sure his face would have been normal if he had used it in a normal way, but he kept like looking down and kind of talking out of one side of his mouth. It was... It was really, like, it was real affect, I would say. It was a real way to be. It was fine. It was fine. So, Ricky's like, okay, so your relationship was purely sexual? And Rachel's like, okay, I don't know about that. John's like, largely, largely largely sexual, largely sexual. It's because he looks like a normal guy, but he talks like Edgar from, from fucking Men is Black. Uh, 
uh, Rachel's like, maybe, like, we did also hang out a lot, largely sexual. I don't, I don't know, I guess. While they were dating, she does say she did have friends asking her if he was gay, which she thought was strange because she said she didn't know anyone or she didn't know. How did she put it? She did correct herself, and now I can't remember even. Mm, she was like, I didn't know any people who were openly gay at the time. Or had never. So she thought it was, like, kind of weird. So she asked him, and he got soups defensive. So that made her somewhat suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Ricky asked him if that's because he was, like, afraid to come out. And again, he's doing this, like, out to the side. There's a combination of things that destroy my sexuality, and I'm going to love her very much, and I really want to hurt her. Uh, <laughs> got defensive because he was fearful. He doesn't think he was misleading her. Uh, he was exploring. I think that's generally true of gay people. He says he... And then he takes issue with one of the audience facts, so I guess they can see them on the monitors. He's pissed at the 61% of the audience people who would be mad if their partner lied about being gay. Since they're the type of people who force gender roles onto other people. I think it was the lying. Sorry. <clears throat> oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep things like that in. I'm sorry, I'm doing my best here. Um, remember in Love is Blind, the first season? God, I love that. But then, oh boy, what was his name? Mm, he was bisexual, and he didn't tell the girl until after they were engaged. And then he was like, you don't accept me because I'm bisexual. And she's like, no, I'm just, it, like, I thought I knew you, and you told me you told me everything, and then I find out there's this big thing that you didn't tell me. And he was like, ugh, you're homophobic. And she was like, no, no, no. I just, it would be fine. It would have been fine if you would have just told me in advance, or at least if I wasn't accepting at that point, then you can start calling me a homophobe. Fine. But, <laughs> no. Um, so, anyway. An audience member has a question for Deb Heather. What kind of relationship do you want with a man if you'd be happy marrying a gay one? She didn't. She's like, I didn't. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, I was, I'm saying, that's how I was looking at it while I was contemplating the situation. And then that's when I found out. So contemplation complete. Mark in this, like, Cheshire cat voice, he's like, you know, sex is only 15 minutes. you got a whole world. And then there's a big laugh for that, for the 15 minutes. You can't say any amount of time is the problem. Mark says, you want to marry your best friend? You can have great sex with a real asshole. And then he's like, oh, we're going to get pooped. Which you did. Uh, gay, straight, bi, it's always true. Deb Heather blathers on about all the elements you need for a family. And she's like, I can't be worried about him running off with guys. And I was like, you, you could replace girls, so it's not. That's actually not about being gay. Um, and it's not fair to tell him to stop being gay just because we're married. Or, okay, sure. I mean, if you get to the right answer, I don't. I guess it's fine. It'd be like him. <laughs> they say it'd be like him telling her to go fuck a girl and like just go be by, and then it'll be equal, even equal, even Stevens. And it just doesn't work that way. We all know that, right? <clears throat> purple green white windbreaker guy is back to ask john if he's worried about the aids issue since he slept with guys and also rachel rachel nobody said that <laughs> nobody said that what they what we heard is that they had a banging sexual relationship for four years and lots of talking too apparently and then he was like no i'm gonna be gay now isn't that what he said? Who said he was fucking guys while he was fucking Rachel? Nobody said that. Rachel is like, we didn't, he didn't, he didn't have sex with men while we were dating. And she says this was weird. Because I, I felt like he sort of said this himself. She says, well, he had other experiences, but nothing that would expose him to HIV. And, like, why do you know that level of detail? <laughs> That's weird, Rachel. It's weird. And since then, they've both been tested. So it sounds like pretty much all the bases have been covered. Couldn't have happened. Or sorry, he didn't have sex with anyone. He did other things, but nothing that would give him HIV. And 
since then they've both been tested and they were negative, so great. Fine. <laughs> Don't worry about that, guys. That one's good and covered. John says that the concern is real and valid, and then he points out, he's like, that is very important, actually, because that's why it's important to let people come out and not be in the closet, because that's how things like that spread, is when people, when there's shame associated with, like, routes of exposure, maybe at the time, uh, people not getting tested or whatever, hiding it from their families, that is a bad part about homophobia, y'all. <laughs> You're welcome. Ricky points out that John and Rachel are like holding hands. So she's like, I guess Rachel's not angry. And then she's like, no, I was already dating someone else when he called me from a payphone, like, fucking freaking out um, about being gay. And then she calmed him down. And but she was like, I'm already with someone else. I don't really care. Uh, low self-esteem, Ricky. I just feel bad for Ricky because Ricky always is talking about how low her self-esteem is in a way that I do believe and makes me bummed out for Ricky. I guess because at the time there was like a, a what's her name? Callista Flockhart who was like 70 pounds soaking wet and Ricky's like a regular lady who's of regular size. Poor Ricky. She's just like, oh, I just can't wrap my head around it. Like if I was dating a guy and then he was gay, I would be like, is it because I'm not hot enough? Is it because I didn't do sex good enough? Is it, what could I have done to prevent this? And everyone was like, no, that's like, I don't know. Sandor's ex apparently had concerns with that. She's not fucking here, so we don't know. But I mean, I believe Sandor when he says it. Um, this like, oh, was it me? But then he's like, it's silly to think that. All the gay guys are like, that's so silly. Like, it's not something that someone does to you. And Ricky's like, oh, I just feel like it would be normal to feel bad about myself because of it. <laughs> and insecure. I was like, that's not good, Ricky. Tell your therapist. <laughs> not good. Uh, Heather Deb didn't feel like she made him gay, but then she was like, because it was this Florida trip, I guess. She was like, oh, there's some nights that I was like, oh, if we wouldn't have done that trip or it would have timed differently, like, what would have happened, I guess. More of like a sliding doors question. I don't think she's like a like, oh, no, the one that got away. I think she's just like, oh, what would have happened if, like, uh, we both would have made different choices? What would our life be like? Um, we get another commercial fact. Nope, just kidding. There's none. But there is some jazzy sax music. It's just as good. Next up, Anthony. Anthony, remember when I said everybody here was somebody who's gay and then they told their girlfriends and now they're here with their girlfriends? Well, except for Sandor. I didn't mean Sandor because Sandor was supposed to be here with his girlfriend. She just bailed. No, no. This is Anthony. Anthony has a bit of a different scoop. And as much as the audience seemed to be not psyched about the gay, I guess, <laughs> was happening on stage. They had some weird questions that were maybe a little, like, uninformed. I, again, it was the 90s, so I maybe it was a different standard, I guess. Um, but, like, they weren't hyped on it, and there seemed to be some uh, connotations <laughs> with some of their questions or how they asked some of them. Not all of them. Not the terribly dressed bisexual, but a lot of them. Uh, yeah, the audience has this guy... Which is great. <laughs> now we see, I feel like we really see their true colors. Anthony looks like a less attractive Benjamin Bratt. Kind of, he's got like a suit. And this is terrible. Like, this is terrible. I spent a long time trying to figure this out specifically so that I wouldn't have to fucking say this. But it didn't work out. So <laughs> I'm just going to have to say it. I I honestly can't tell if he's Mex like Mexican or like from, I mean, he's, I don't think he's Mexican, but, like, if his family's Mexican or if he has way, 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 way too much tanner on. And I'm not, I'm not trying to say anything. I just couldn't tell. I'd really spend a long time trying to tell. <laughs> I couldn't tell. I was like, I don't know if that's your real skin color or not. It kind of looks like you had concealer on his lips. I don't know. He, I don't know. Anthony used to be gay for nine years, <laughs> a full nine years of gay for Anthony until he was 26, and then he stopped. And now 
He's been out for nine years, married for nine years, hopped right on the pussy train. <laughs> was like, I'm all in, put a ring on it, let's go. Mark is right away arguing <laughs> with this guy. Everyone's like, oh, fuck you. And Ricky's like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, we're gonna get there. We have rules, guys. <laughs> Let me steer the conversation. We'll get there, trust me. Anthony says, Ugh, it's horrible. A homosexual orientation is pushed on children at a very early age. That's why most gays think they're born that way. Blech. Ricky says, are you saying that all boys, all these boys have been molested? And Anthony says, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying there's 15 different factors that add up to a homosexual orientation. And Mark's like, what are the factors? <laughs> Sandra's like, I also want to know about the factors. What are the factors? Like what? <laughs> Tell me about the factors. What's one? We don't ever find out about the factors, by the way. I wanted to know about the factors, too. I think one of them is being molested, apparently. Anthony says that 85% of the people that they minister to, because by the way, just so happens, just so happens, he's the director of an ex-gay organization slash church. By the way, just, just, I don't know, just, I feel like you should, in case you didn't know, the ex-gay ministry. He's the director. 85% of those people, he says, have been sexually molested and or raped. Was he, I wonder? Hmm. We don't talk about that. <clears throat> Mark assures us this is not the case for him. He was not molested. He says he grew up playing with Tonka trucks. He played sports. He wasn't a mama's boy. He says, I was just as dirty as the next kid getting into trouble. Uh, he's like, I see what you're saying, but I think you're putting religion into sexual orientation, and I just don't think it has anything to do with religion. So, you know. Ricky, Ricky asks John if he also wants to respond. Shocker. He does. Sorry. <clears throat> That's terrible. I am definitely going to have to edit this. John has his own personal relationship with God and found that God accepted him as he is, and he's good with that. Anthony's like, well, that's all well and good. And John's like, no, it's not all well and good. It just is. Just it's just is what it is. And Anthony's like, well, that's your story, but my story is different. Anthony tells his story about how he turned straight after a quote sexual folly. <laughs> okay, um, he had sex with some guy, and then afterwards the guy was like, like they finished, and then in the morning I think, or I don't know if it was the same night. At some point afterwards, the guy got out of bed and he was like, I'm sorry I made you sin. And he was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, oh, well, don't you know it says in the Bible that being gay is a sin? And now I made you say sin and I made you sin and we all sinned. And he's like, what? I didn't know that. And then he read in the Bible where it says that, quote, practice... <clears throat> practicing homosexuals will not inherit the kingdom of God. Uh, he said he was well-adjusted to the homosexual lifestyle, you know? I was living in New York. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay, is that is that part of it? <laughs> okay. Um, John, oh, this was kind of funny because it, it was such a weird... They'd, they obviously were exes in this moment. John is like, well, I think it's dumb that you are quoting the scripture and you didn't even bring it with you and you're on national TV to like defend it, mm, I don't know. <laughs> and then Rachel's like, it's it's in Leviticus, actually, John. Like, don't be a fucking idiot. <laughs> she doesn't call him an idiot. <clears throat> but she's like, no, it is there. But then she does try to argue back. But then I didn't really understand what her point was, and it seemed as much wrong as it was right. <laughs> it was something like. You can't ask gays to abstain or to change, even if it's a sin. Kind of. Eh, mm, wasn't perfect, but it was, I guess, like I said, she got to the right answer in her own head, so I guess that's fine. 
Alan wants to know about Anthony's sexual relations with his wife. Anthony says he has a good relationship with his wife. And Alan's like, the sex, though. What about the sexual relations? <laughs> what about the factors? Uh, <laughs> Anthony says he's happily married for nine years. They have two children. I had a great life. And Alan's like, the sexual relations, Anthony. How are they? <laughs> Ricky's like, it's like, Anthony, are you, like, repressing anything? Are you sure? Maybe you like, might be repressing things. And Anthony is just calmly reiterates his maybe they're Scientologists I don't know but he has he's like I had no sexual attraction to women 10 years ago I found out it was a sin and I completely changed thanks to Exodus International and ex-gay ministry I'm director of relations for and Ricky's like okay 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 pipe down you've had two plugs already <laughs> she's literally like no more plugs for you Exodus International Ricky asks, so they might get the bump from this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Don't go check them out. They're stupid. Ricky asks well, the gays on stage if they're buying this. There's a lot of chatter. Yeah, he's a master, or he's mastered denial very well. Sundor thinks that Anthony became unhappy with himself in his life. So he felt like you could be living a shitty life in New York being like a little bit promiscuous maybe and like you can still change your life for the better but still keep the gay part like you don't have to that's still part of you it's not like part of being promiscuous in New York as we learned on Sex in the City I wonder if Sex in the City came out and converted Anthony back to being gay <laughs> that's the full circle <laughs> that I want to see but not today. So whatever. He found something that works for him. And that's fine for him. Everyone agrees that that's fine for him. And Sandor points out that there's no reason for him. to That they're, they're like, you do you. You want to be with a woman. Have two kids. You know, have a quote unquote good relationship. It's fine, whatever. Just don't fucking judge us. And Anthony's like, I'm not judging you. And Sandor's like... You're saying we're wrong and we're living a life of sin. <laughs> and Anthony's like, for me, I can only judge myself. For me, it was sinful. <laughs> and I never knew there was an out for me until I found X-Gay Ministries, Exodus International. <laughs> like somebody out of the frame says they want to throw a Bible at Anthony. <laughs> It might have been me. An audience member asks Anthony what he told his wife about the gay lovers when they got together. And then Anthony explains, this was kind of more, I have more, I want to know why his wife isn't out here. He says that she knew him, like they already knew each other for five years before they got married. So he was gay for five years while she knew him, slutting it up in New York. And then... She, like, and then she always liked him, but she was like, oh, I don't think I have a chance because he just likes dick and I don't have a dick. So I don't know. I guess it'll just never work. And then he was like, oh, my God, I'm straight now. And then he was, she was like, yay, perfect. I'm in. So like, I just I was like, I want to meet her. I want to know what her deal is. Jesus. Uh, but she's not here. So anyway. That's what happened to them. And then right away he was like, oh, I'm not gay now. And she was like, sweet, let's be together. And he's like, all right, I want to get married and have two kids. And she's like, yeah, that's the right thing to do. So somebody else in the audience asked Anthony if he's going to tell his kids about the gay. And he says he does a lot of media for ex-gay ministries and Exodus International. I don't know if you, I don't know if you guys realize that he's the director of relations for them. So they, so they know, the kids will know, or they will know. And now the badly dressed bisexual is back. Woo! She's an orthodox, orthodox, orthodox Christian apparently too. And she says she knows a lot of Christians. Um, yeah, I just feel like that's kind of a common, common uh, yeah, she knows a lot of Christians. And it's completely separate from sexuality. And then Anthony's like, if she claims to be a Christian, and I was like, oh, Okay, I thought we were fucking judging people other than ourselves. Anthony fucking sounds like a big fucking judgment on that. Um, <laughs> this bitch, like, 
doesn't <laughs> the bisexual girl. This bitch, like, as soon as he said, claims to be a, a Christian. Bitch jumps up out her chair. <laughs> she doesn't interrupt. She's like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, she's just, like, ready, getting all her words powered up. Uh, he and uh, Anthony says that the Bible tells us no. Oh, this is to explain why he said claims to be a Christian. He's like, the Bible tells us no premarital sex. She's a bisexual sleeping around with men and women. So how can she be a Christian? Oh, okay. Uh, now this woman just crushes him with like Corinthians four or five. She thinks I didn't look it up. She apparently one of those, the four or the fourth or the fifth, the Corinthians apparently says that it's a sin for men to cut their hair. So, and he's like, yes, that's in old Testament. And she's like, right. So if you're going to do literally everything in the Bible that it says word for fucking word, like if that's what you have to do to be Christian, why the fuck isn't your hair down to your butt right now? Huh? Anthony, pretty tight, clean cut haircut. <laughs> Anthony, says he can't grasp what she's saying about the hair. I just don't understand. What is she saying? What? About, what does that mean? Oh, it's fucking convenient for you, Anthony. Fuck you. Alan says he still hasn't gotten a straight answer about how Anthony fucks his wife. <laughs> Anthony keeps saying he has a very fulfilling relationship with his wife. And Alan's like, yeah, I did too with Kathy, except for the sex. And then Anthony is like, do you want me to take my wife right now and throw her down on the stage and have sex with her here for everyone? And the audience is like, whoa, yeah, whoa, let's do it. <laughs> and then Anthony tells everyone it's fucking stupid spiel again. And he's just so happy and content now. And that's what he's here to say. And Alan's like, so are you saying you were unhappy being gay? And Anthony said his, in the most genuine words that really, it was like a, it was too perfect almost. He was like, no, I was never unhappy being gay. Like, like, okay? So why'd you change then? Like, if you're just like, I love being gay and I love my life. Woo! Hey, maybe I should be straight. Like, <laughs> doesn't even make sense. Um, so then we get this whole story from a different audience member who's Phoebe. I'll just explain what happened to Phoebe because I didn't really care about this woman. But, like, she... She dated a guy, she wanted to date a guy, but she knew he was gay from the start. And she was like, maybe we could, but then they couldn't do more than hold hands because he wasn't comfortable with more than that. And he just wanted to be holding a dick instead of her hand. And she was like, oh, you know, I could have been fine with it for a while, but probably down the road it wouldn't have worked. Why are you telling us this? Like, it was, that was barely relevant. <laughs> I don't even like her. Uh, one more commercial, I think. I gotta wrap this up. Ricky's like, we're back. Oh, Anthony. Oh, so silly. Silly me. So silly, Ricky. I just remembered there was actually like a, wasn't there like a big, huge fucking scandal with your church? Right? Did like, did like maybe two of the founders leave? Like claiming that they were gay and they were going to go be gay? <laughs> the audience is like, woo! Tell him we're good. Get him. <laughs> and then Anthony, who even cares? Whatever. It was founded 20 years. Ugh, I don't care. Whatever. But yeah, basically, yeah. No, but yeah. An audience member is like, like, he tries to say it was too many people and like, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? But like, I, it, okay. So two of many founders, <laughs> still founders. Um, An audience member looks sad because she's like, oh, fuck. I, I don't want to change the topic. But, like, do you miss fucking men at all? Or, like, were you not attracted to any of the men up on stage with you? <laughs> Anthony maintains that he is not homosexual anymore. Ricky again is just like, are you repressing anything, though? And, he, like, I he keeps talking, but I swear I see him nod to that. Like, yes, I, I, I could see a Freudian nod when she asks if he's repressing feelings. He said no, but his head said yes. It took 20 years, 20 years. I thought it took nine years <laughs> in the early years of my healing process. There was a mixed attraction, but as I walked out of the gay lifestyle into a hetero relationship, the homosexual feelings left. Bullshit. Sandberg just takes that and says religion and sexuality are being confused again. Religion is a personal philosophy and does not relate to sexual orientation. And 
Dine for free. He's like, to Sandor, he's like, I'm not questioning your relationship with your friend over there. And I was like, whoa, okay, bitch. Um, but can we not also validate my relationship with my wife? And I was like, where is she? <laughs> no, we can't. You must bring her. And we will see you together. And then we will validate it. <laughs> if we deem it appropriate to validate. No, you can't not bring people with you and then ask us to validate your relationship together. No, loser. Mark kind of explains, like, he's like, I work at a gay bar on weekends, and it sucks because I see this all the fucking time. Fathers, grandfathers, husbands, whatever, fucking coming through my bar and doing all this stuff. And he's like, he says, I feel way worse for the families of those men than I could ever feel for myself. Because they're the ones leading a double life. They're bringing it, it, capital HIV, it, home to their wives and not fucking saying anything. Like, it's not, it's risky. Uh, John, we haven't heard a lot from John, but he says that lying about who you are will hurt way more people than coming out and being honest. Sound advice. Uh, Ricky asks Anthony if he's just conforming to societal norms and Anthony says no, not at all, because there was no reason to change. So why did you change? It doesn't, I don't, obviously bullshit's bullshit, whatever. And then an audience member is like, this is for Alan and Chenzo. And I'm like, who's Chenzo? What the fuck? Vincenzo? Like Vincenzo? I swear to God, they said Chenzo. I was like, Sandor? Do you, did you get... Chenzo confused with Sandor. Um, they ask how they met. They met through mutual friends and LA. I wouldn't have said that except for Chenzo. I don't know where that came from. I think she was racially profiling. <laughs> I think that might have been it. Um, an audience member makes a very well-meaning and very muddled and confusing, very poorly communicated comment <laughs> to the effect of She's, she even starts, she's like, most people who are gay or heterosexual, homosexual, what is it? And Ricky's like, I don't even know. Okay, so I don't even know what point she's making. <laughs> anyway, she kind of says, like, that when you start talking about God and bringing church into it, that'll turn more people off because the church has a bad rap with televan- like <laughs> televangelist scammers and, like, I don't know, sexual abuse scandals, a lot of scandals actually. So like the, <laughs> when you use that as you're like, well, because the Bible says it's this way that a lot of people will be like, well, I believe the opposite of whatever brought forth such horrors into society. First of all, I don't even think there's a lot of people that think that. So it was such a weird point. And that wasn't even the main, I don't even know if that was the main point. I don't think um she kind of says like well I just I've learned to accept everybody I was against it because it wasn't normal and I'm gonna tell everyone I love men like I'm super I'm super straight I'm like the most straight but I learned to accept um everybody at whatever their past is they kind of clap or like they could have I didn't hear it but I heard like the Oscar playoff music (laughs) and they needed it very badly um there oh there's one more little sneaky commercial uh version of Gypsy Rose with a mushroom cut in the audience says that it's disgusting that he that Anthony uses religion the way he does and then she's like, and when we asked about your wife, you said you wanted to throw her down and have sex with her. Why? She's some kind of trophy to you. I was like, I don't. I okay, that was a weird takeaway from that part of it. Very fulfilling wife with my very fulfilling relationship with my wife. Everybody's doubting it. I don't know why. Um, guess you're gay. Ricky says, nope, whatever. We're happy for you and the life you have now. Ricky thinks all her guests wraps it up with a message of love, tolerance, and hope. It's over. If this recording didn't work, I'm going to be pissed because other than the coughs and maybe a couple times that you heard my straw, I feel like I fucking nailed it. It feels so good to be in this different setup. Again, it's probably not a big difference for you, but it's a big difference for me. And I, I, I remissed, I missed, can I say remiss? I am remiss because I missed my one year anniversary in December. So happy 
podiversary to me. Woo! Um, thanks for being here and celebrating belatedly with me by like two months. It's perfect, right on time, just like me. Um, thanks for listening. If you want to connect with me, I guess you can find me on Facebook at Reality Roots Pod. It's the profile. It's fine. I, you know, that's a good way. I feel like I'm getting a lot of, I'm starting to get a lot of like scam requests on Facebook so if I block you it's not personal it's because I I've lost the ability to tell the difference between humans and robots so uh, you can always email me at realityrootspod at gmail.com I'll probably see it like right away anyway so it's probably the best way to get in touch with me um and please do that if you have a really quick second if you give me a podiversary present if you don't mind uh uh, one time rate and or review and or subscribe would also be lovely um accept all gifts but those are the ones that I really want um so thank you oh thank you if you've already done that already and yeah thanks for being here thanks for listening and I'll see you next time until next time take care of yourselves and each other goodbye <laughs>